Hello and welcome back into another Three Ball Podcast. With us always got Stephen Newton, Derek Carter. You can catch him at DeCarte213 on Twitter. So guys, we're going to talk, do a little NBA draft. draft pod to start at the top of the draft and just cover uh deandre ayton it looks like he's going to be the number one pick for the suns he's canceled all workouts with everybody else saying that he's going number one and doesn't sound like it's making too many people happy you got marvin bagley coming out saying it's disrespectful what do you guys think (coughs) i mean at this point in time you either got to roll with ayton or you don't um, y'all had already made it known that he was high on y'all board. You got him watching a draft with the players. <clears throat> so, it's obviously, I mean, they're making it so obvious that that's where they're going. That it's hard to, to deny any reports. And I can see it from Bagley's side. He feels like he played better than Aiton throughout college. They got farther than Arizona. He played the tougher competition. Um, so, I feel like I would probably be disrespected also. Yeah, I agree. I see both sides of the spectrum. Um, I believe that if they just would have kept it, you know, anonymous, because I don't think you can go wrong with either pick. I, I know these are your guys, Rob, but, you know, Aiden Bagley, I didn't think it, who, it mattered really who the Suns did. Yeah, it really doesn't I think matter. it was going to be a good look either way. So. I mean, I think I'm I'm more on DeAndre Aiden. I mean, I think he, he fits the Suns a little bit better than Bagley. This is his defensive potential is a little bit better. It's not that it's good. I mean, you watch the scout tapes, and he definitely has some deficiencies there. He rotates a little late. He's kind of late on some of his reactions. He doesn't move over to, to get blocks that you think he would, but, I mean, he's 19. So that, that can obviously change if he has the right mindset. And if you – I don't know what you guys think, but if you compare him to some of the other – bigs that have come out recently that are kind of like him, like a Anthony Davis, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, even a DeMarcus Cousins. He kind of fits the same thing. He might not be as defensively gifted as them, but he's he's definitely offensively just as talented. It's those guys became pretty well defensive forces in the NBA. I mean, Cat's not bad he's not great but he gets his blocks i mean anthony davis was on a totally just different scale i mean he had a triple double in the championship game with blocks so i mean you knew he was going to be a defensive wizard in the in the nba absolutely so i mean he makes sense i like bagley i've kind of cooled a little bit on luca not as much as everybody else i mean like i said our last pod, he he's been out there too much. I think that kind of hurts him. And now I think NBA GMs are picking him apart a little bit too much. You know, saying he's overhyped, saying that you know they're they're kind of just overanalyzing him. I don't know what you guys think, but overanalyzing him. There's a lot of talk of you know the first round bust with Bargnani, and a lot of the first round euros just not panning out. And then you got people saying he's poor defensively, poor athlete. 
I mean, it, it's gotten as far as them saying that 80% of the passes he's throwing in EuroLeague right now would get be turnovers in the NBA. And I, I just think they're nitpicking him a little yeah, bit too that's, much. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Um, I didn't feel that he should have been the first pick, but it, it's what you prefer. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't necessarily fit what the Suns need. You got Devin Booker right now, so I, I get the DeAndre Ayton or Marvin Bagley. But it's just crazy if you look at him now and you see some of the stuff that's going on is with the Kings at two, they're probably not going to take him. You got Buddy Heald, you got De'Aaron Fox, and you got Frank Mason who played a lot for him last year. I don't know where he fits in in their plans, but yeah, I don't, you know as, as yeah, a, that's hard because, a guard you know, that takes it. They have Shumpert too, so I don't know what they do with him. And um, I don't know. They just, their backcourt is too much already. So. so if he doesn't go two... Carte, you called this on the last draft pod. Trey Young is getting a lot of pub to the Hawks at three, which is... And they said a lot of people in circles, of the Hawks circles, are confirming that... That he's the guy. It's tough. Which is... That's tough. That's real that's tough. tough. Yeah, yeah Stephen, I know you are too pervy on that pick at, yeah, absolutely at three. Absolutely not. If you ask me this um, <laughs> in December... I'd be all for it. Asking me this right now. Absolutely not. There's no way. To, but Hawks will hawk. <laughs> Hawks will hawk. And then you got the Grizzlies who have pretty much come out. A lot of sources are saying that they're so high on Mark, on Michael Porter Jr. That they're going to take him if he's there at four. And they're even so scared that they're talking about internally moving up, trying to move up to one. To make sure that the Kings don't take him at two, Luka could fall all the way five to the Mavericks. Yeah. And, and if that good. happens, I mean, that's I think that's a perfect spot for him to fall. I and mean, I think because <clears throat> I don't know how you guys feel about it there with him going to the Mavericks. That's that's pretty nice. But I, I guess where I would be confused is how would you put them in lineups? Do you move Dennis to the two? Because, you know, they paid Wes Matthews all that money. So do you move him now to the three? I'm just... I don't know. I would draft him because he would be the best available person there when you pick at five. But I don't. I, I don't know. Like I don't know how you fit him in a lineup. Does that one guy still play there? Which one? The one that used to play horrible in the finals for the Warriors. Yeah, Harrison Barnes. Harrison yeah, Barnes. He still, he still and that's the that's okay. the thing I've been hearing is what timeline does a draft pick this year if they get Luca at five. Or if it plays out like all the hype is seen and Jaron Jackson's there, does he go at five? And where do those guys fit into what the Mavericks do? The the plan because it's been known and Cubans come out and said it. He wants to make the playoffs next year. Correct. If that's the case, so do you take a guy like Luca, who probably is a plug and play guy and will contribute this year, no matter what, kind of like Rovanovic did for. The Kings. The Kings, or do you take a guy like Jaron Jackson, who by the end of the year, or a Mo Bamba, who by the end of the year, you can plug him in next to Dirk and play a little bit of defense. Even though if you ask me, Mo Bamba and Dirk on on the floor at the same time in the playoffs is getting just ran out of the gym. That's yeah, not going to work. Um, they're but, pretty much. You know what timeline does their draft pick at five play into their plans? I don't know because you if you analyze it like Mo Bamba and if Jaron Jackson is this you know this uh, 
this high potential guy. I mean, you already have Nerlens Noel to play defense, so y'all wouldn't need another Nerlens Noel as Bamba. Like, yeah, but you know he's not coming back. And he's not coming back. But so I, I just don't know. So y'all let a guy that y'all can pay probably don't have to pay him that much money because he hasn't lived up to potential. And then y'all turn around and draft someone as the same guy because Bamba is not too far off Nerlens Noel. He probably has a little better offensive game. I'm extremely, I'm not extremely fine with him sliding. That's just how I feel about Bamba. I feel like anybody that picks him up is going to be fine, but if he slides, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just know I'm probably not picking him right now. And it's based solely on offense. His offense is not there. His offense is so bad that it doesn't outweigh his defense enough for me to take him at that position, at that spot. I just can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that high on him either, and and that's that's something we'll get into later on the podcast is we're going to play play a little high-low with some of the draft prospects and I know everybody on this pod's a little low on Mo Bamba. He I get his ceiling. He he could be Rudy Gobert and he could be a floor runner which Rick Carlisle likes at his center. You think the last time the Mavericks were really successful they had Tyson Chandler in that position. And I think that's Mo Bamba's ceiling. I don't see him becoming a guy that's stretching the floor and shooting threes. I, I just I mean, I see Hassan Whiteside out in the summertime hitting three-pointers and stuff and saying this is what happens when you're not contained, blah, 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 whatever. Like, you're not hitting that in an NBA game. No, absolutely you not. Know, anybody try. can shoot shoot good in a dark gym. Agreed. I don't trust te- Texas them. bigs. They have the same. I don't trust you know, Texas I, bigs. I've seen Drummond do the same thing, but I know for a fact that he's not about to pull up and shoot right. threes. Like, there's no. Not so, I just don't buy Bamba being, being that stretch guy that he's – showing right now in, in workouts and and in YouTube videos and stuff like that. So it would be interesting. There's a lot of appeal in this draft. A lot. Duke, who, talking about appeal, Derek being a Duke-y, got five guys that can go in the first round. Got two in the lottery in, in Bagley and Wendell Carter, who, if he gets past the Bulls at seven, I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, because if you can fit in, it, okay. So if Bagley happens to slide, which I don't see happening, I I have no clue how the Bulls will let him slide. If you can have him and Markkinen, that's crazy. If you can have Wendell and Markkinen, that's still a great combo. But if you let them two slide past you, that's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird because there's a lot of teams talking about moving down. I mean, the Kings being one of them, and you know. I just I just don't see Bagley falling past two personally. You know I don't see the I think the the Grizzlies can stay pat and get Porter at four. But yeah, you so you got two two folks in in Bagley and Carter going high. You got Allen who could go in the top twenty five. Gary Trent's been having really good workouts. He's projected in the twenty to thirty range, and then Trayvon Duvall going twenty seven to thirty. I mean, what, the last team we've seen send five guys in the first round, Kentucky? Yes, sir. Yep. What, two years ago, right? Was it two? Was it that soon? Was that the Julius Randle year? I think so, right? I can't remember who was on that class. I'm really drawing a blank on that class. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But we know it's not common, so. Yeah. Right. It'd be a great feat, especially for Duke. Yeah, especially with the turnout they have when they get to the NBA outside of, I mean, Kyrie and... And that's the thing with Grayson Allen saying that 
and Wendell Carter both coming out and saying that all these Duke guys are going to do really well in the NBA, kind of exceed expectations that people have. Wendell actually said that um, some of their talents were being held back, and so they're going to showcase more when they get to the NBA, which I feel like Wendell, who's a capable three-point shooter, was not. Coach K preferred him to bang bodies in, I mean, because he was more offensively gifted than everybody that was playing against. I would prefer you to bang down in the post and get your buckets than let you shoot threes. So Well wow, that was Kentucky was two thousand ten. That long ago. It was, that was the John, Wall class. Yeah, yeah, John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, Daniel Orton. Orton for the the magic drafted Daniel Orton. Daniel I have no Orton. clue why. and Patrick Patterson. He was a six man and they drafted him so because they thought he was going to be Marvin Williams. Like it was clear as day you watched like he didn't need to be in the NBA. Clear as day. But hey. He had size. You can't teach, <laughs> can't teach size. You know, I mean, you know how I mean, much size big, is out you're there. You're big. You can run up and down the court. Chris and... Dudley had a lot of size too, and he just. I know a couple of people with size at the Y, and they ain't got a chance. <laughs> Orton might as well have been up there, man. That was horrible. Yeah, well, he's up at the Y now. Exactly. <laughs> he's up at the exactly. Y. Exactly. You see, Andy's at a all be at all pro a lot. So. Yeah, that's he true. Size and he's just young for Rajal. Yeah, Rajal's that. In Westlake now, probably what Daniel Nord needs to be too. So I agree. Kind of amazing how Coach K has really transformed himself into this one and done wizard. I mean, he got guys even next year coming in. That's a little crazy. And I think next year's class is actually better than the class that just left, which is kind of crazy to say because you had when Dale was the number one power forward, Marvin reclass. So now you got the number one and two power forward along with Trey, who was the number one point guard and Gary Trent Jr. was the number two shooting guard. So in next year's class, you have the number one overall player, the number one small forward, the number one power forward, um, and the number two point guard. How do you add those to that class? I don't know. And you literally got one, two, three. Like I haven't seen that. I don't think I've ever seen any college just get the first three players in recruiting. That doesn't happen. It just, it just, it doesn't, just happen. doesn't happen. It's amazing, man. He's done a great job. He's really done a great job. And it, it, it ultimately, the crazy thing about it is for a lot of people, it curves their dislike for Duke. Like, there's more people that care about watching Duke now than, 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 than previously. Yeah, like, like, now you got 90s, a bunch of, Nobody really wanted to watch Duke. Not at all. Now you got a bunch of people on the team that you actually care to watch. That you don't have issues with, so uh, Duke is their popularity is definitely skyrocketed. Honestly, it's back. They're back. A couple sleepers that we have here, um, and a guy that can sneak into the late first round, DeAnthony Melton, the guard out of USC. Stephen, I know you've seen him up close in a couple workouts. What's your thoughts on on DeAnthony Melton? Man, he has a cannon. A uh, young man definitely has a strap, man. I, he probably missed five shots the whole workout um, that I witnessed, so he, he definitely can fill it up. Which is a crazy point because his, his main selling point to the NBA that people are talking about is that he's going to be a really good defender, that he'll be able to guard both positions while also playing both positions. You know, he's 6'3", a 6'8", wingspan. So, like I said, I think he'll be a guy that, that if you look at his stats, it doesn't tell the whole story. He really came on really strong in the second half of the year. Pretty much should have pushed USC into the tournament, and I think that kind of hurt him. 
if he played in the tournament, he'd probably be up a little bit higher. He'd be about mid-first round instead of the end of the first round. I don't know I've seen him going anywhere between like 25 and 30. Right now, I mean, the the ringer got some going 28 to the to the Warriors, which that would be a steal, man. That like, would be that would be a crazy steal. crazy to throw him in there, you know, into that mix with the Warriors. But I know Carte, you've seen him a little bit. What are your thoughts? Are you high on him? Yeah, I'm real high on him, man. Um, I feel like the more the more uh, the more reps he get in the NBA, you know, the wider the floor be for him. And I, he's one of the guys in. The draft, I feel like you can't leave Oka at no point in time. You know, I know Trey Young can shoot and shoot well, man. Melvin can shoot. Like he can, he can really shoot. He can just, he just finds a way to watching him in live action, like getting up and down the floor. He gives me a real CJ vibe as far as the look. Yeah, yeah, as far as the uh, creativity he has with the ball, he's just more athletic, wingspan crazy, like you said. But that'd be a crazy steal. Like, like you said though, if, he shouldn't even fall that late. If he falls away, really shouldn't fall that far in the first place. What else so. do they need, though? If they allow that to happen, Jesus. So another guy, I know you guys haven't seen too much of him, but I'm, I, I like him. Is Jacob Evans, the small forward slash kind of combo guard out of Cincinnati? Um, he's another defensive guy, but has a a decent enough shot that he can translate into a three and D guy at the next level. He's not super, super athletic, but he just has a really good frame that I could see him guarding between one and four in today's NBA. I mean, he could he could go out and, and stay in front of a, a Draymond Green or a guy like that if he got switched off on pick and rolls. So uh, I like Jacob Evans to not touch too much on him since he's not too popular between, you know, amongst people. But he's he's a guy to, to really, really watch out for is Jacob Evans. Another guy that's uh, close to Carte's heart, Gary Trent. Oh, he's kind of projected. We touched on him a little bit earlier talking about Duke, but he's uh, he's a guy projected mid to late first round. What's your thoughts on Gary Trent, Carte? Well, obviously, shooting is a, isn't a question for him. Um, defense either. But, like, uh, he just needs... I just feel like the the Duke team he played with wasn't able, you know, they had so much talent. Like he really couldn't showcase the talent that he has. Um, he he can play both positions. I would probably prefer him at the two, so he can guard the bigger guards, but he can guard ones and twos. Whoever gets him, man, definitely be a steal. Um, I I didn't see so much of him. I watched some Duke games, but I didn't. He never really jumped off the screen at me. Is he a guy though that'll it's gonna be able to put it on the floor in the NBA. Um, I won't say he has he the greatest be? handles. He can he can put the ball on the floor and he can attack. I mean, but it's just when you have those kind of pieces on the floor, you know, Wendell taking one side of the block and Marvin taking the other, it's kind of hard to get into the lane. So is he to put him in the mold of another Dookie? Is he kind of a Luke Kennard? Nah, thing? he's more athletic than Luke. So. Just, I think he got lost. Unfortunately, I think he got lost in the mix because going into the season, you couldn't tell me that he was going to slide this far back, especially yeah. um, with other guys like Walker and um, Smith ahead of him. I would have never said that going into the year. Um, but I think some of those guys are going a little bit higher based off potential no matter what. I think Trent is a little more NBA ready as far as just scoring than the guys that are ahead of him, but – and he's bigger than all them. He's yeah. six. He's a legit six six. So he's big. 
Yeah, I the think big they, guard. I think they got him listed at at six five. So we're gonna play a, a quick game here at the Three Vault Podcast that we like to call High Low. We're gonna take six guys that we're really high or low on, and then pass it over to the other two to agree or disagree. All right, guys, let's play High Low. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with you, Carte, Grayson Allen. I'm high on him. I'm high. I know I'm a do guy. I'm biasedly though. If you look at the, some of the people that got drafted and to see how they played in their years compared to him playing in his year coming out of college, it's not too much as a difference. Um, he played for him to be on that much ta- a talented team like that. He played me. He played above average. Um, I feel like him and Luke didn't play too much differently from when Luke left and then when he left and. Luke still found a way to go 13. If he continued to have great workouts, I don't see no reason for him not to go high. How do you feel about him, Steven, real quick? Uh, I'm low on him. I'm just low on him. And not that I don't like really like Grayson, but at this point, I don't know if he's going to be better than Nick Stauskas in the league, so I'm low on him. He sure did. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little low on him. Not probably as low as you, but I, I just don't know how he translates. I mean... There's a lot of baggage that comes along with him. I know he's feisty in NBA teams. Some NBA teams are going to like that. Some NBA teams are going to hate that. But I think he just comes with too much baggage. If kids are getting in his head at at the college level, like what's going to happen at the NBA level where they actually let you talk and taunt almost a little bit nowadays. So I'm a little low on him. Um, Steven, jumping over to you, Lonnie Walker. I'm high on Lonnie. I think he's going to have a good fit um, wherever he falls in that uh, late lottery, more than likely. But um, I'm a Walker fan. I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be real solid. I wouldn't be mind. I wouldn't mind if we picked him up in Philly. How do you see him translating? Um, biggest thing for me right now is just defensively. I think he's going to do pretty well defensively. Uh, immediately, that's my biggest thing with him. I think he's still a little raw as far as everything else goes. Just like we were talking about Trent earlier, I think Trent's a better offensive player to him right now, but I think Lonnie's going to translate uh, on a lot faster defensively. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm high on him. I would like to, if, if I'm picking him up, I, I hope he translates or develops a little bit of off-the-dribble kind of shot-making by himself. Yeah, because he can shoot. Play, yeah, but, it's not like he can't shoot. Yeah, but I'm, I'm high on him. He's, he's big, he's strong, he's long, he's athletic. He, he checks a lot of my NBA boxes that I want. For a, a wing player, so I'm I'm high on him. How about you, Carte? Um, I have to agree with you guys. I'm very high on him too. Um, I just have the same issues. You have like, you know, he's still young, so he's developing different things offensively, defensively. Once he gets that together, I think he'll be like a real solid pro. Now, um, what will he play in the NBA? I don't know if they would want him a two or one, maybe the one. But well, his decision making has to get better also. Yeah. Um, one for me is a guy I've liked since high school is Omari Spellman. I think he is going to be just dynamite in the NBA. He he checks for me. He checks a lot of the boxes. He's he's big. He's strong. He can jump out of the gym. He rebounds. He'll play defense. He can shoot shoot in transition. He can post up. He's young. I I. Like Spellman, I wouldn't mind the Suns 
and then I know it's way too far of a reach, but I wouldn't mind the Suns taking him at 16. I know you can't, and it would be nice for the Suns to actually trade that pick and try to move up and get someone with a little bit more upside. But I wouldn't mind mind the Suns if he's around somewhere in the second round trying to move up, maybe even take him at 31 if he's there. So he's kind of at the the mid of the second round, which I think is crazy, and I think he's a guy that will sneak into the first and surprise some people and kind of has that same aura as Terry Rozier where it's just like, wow, they took him, and then, wow, he's that good. Absolutely. I agree 100% with you, man. Um, I'm in the same spot. I 10 is entirely too high for Philly to take him because I would love Philly to take him. But I don't believe he's going to be there available in the 20s for us to take him. Somebody's going to steal him, just like you said, Terry, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, he out of there. So, you know, I think he's going to do great in the league, man. He's going to be a, a very, very good pro for a long time. Okay. No disagreements here, man. I, I mean, just the – Agree on whatever you, what you guys said. Uh, just drive home the points of him being real good at NBA, man. Um, it's unfortunate how draft picks set up, um, but I see him go mid first round. He's gonna be very productive. For a yeah, long I mean, time. if he if he went back to Villanova, uh, he would be a top ten pick next year. Easy lottery. Line. Easy like, lottery. He, he would have just so much more opportunity. But you know, you make those decisions. You make those decisions. So you know. Yeah, I like Spellman. Uh, Carte, another guy for for you, Kate Bates Diop. Yeah, uh, I like him, man. He's I don't know if he's fast enough to play three. Maybe they'll have him a stretch four, but he can shoot. You know, play off the play. You know, back to the basket, rebound. He'd be a good stretch big in the league. I think um, for the right team, he can probably produce real quick for them. Yeah, I kind of disagree with you i'm low on him i see his ceiling being i i see him being a uh slow-mo junior i just don't don't see him translate into the nba not at all i think he's gonna have a really really good career overseas yeah he's a kyle anderson type to me cal's done the lead yeah right fit yeah he's played for the spurs like right fit i get it right fit he can be okay but i i don't trust any Ohio State player going to the league to really do much. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I disagree. <laughs> but, uh, Steve raleigh Alkins from the U of A, University of Arizona. Yes, sir. Hi, low. I'm high on him because I think he's going to be a steal in the second round. I, I think arguably he's just – I think he got a chance, man. I think he really has a chance to surprise some people. Yeah, Cartes over there throwing his hands up. So, oh, of course. <laughs> I, I think I think he got a chance, man. Definitely got a chance. He all can about play defense, all about fit, maybe. But I don't want him on my squad. I want to see what he becomes. I know he's going to get drafted because he's just a freak of a human being. Like it looks like he should be playing linebacker, and he's just <laughs> as fast and jumps crazy. So, like, he's big, and he's going to be able to probably play defense, but I just want to know what he becomes, but I don't want to know what he becomes on my team. Oh, I, oh I'm right, I'm right <laughs> like, there with you. I'm right there with you. Like, Trust go me. go to Brooklyn I, and that's let the, me that's see That's the exact team I was just thinking do. about. Like, can he go to the Nets, and we'll just see what happens. That's I will, what I'm thinking. Like, go, go be... <laughs> 
go be who you are somewhere yeah, else. Go be who you are with Brooklyn. They like to test people out. You could go do that and be perfectly fine. I mean, but so who would you even compare him in the league to? Like, cause I don't know. I've got nothing. Not off the top of my head, I've got nothing. Say so who just plays defense. Patrick Beverly. Freak athlete who just plays defense. Nobody kid Gilchrist, but his defense to got Tony worse. Snell. They about the same complexion, yeah. so I see the similarity there. They probably can. I, I mean, but I think Tony's more of a three and D than Raleigh scoring. Period. Yeah, I, I, Tony's <laughs> not allowed to shoot, bro. You yeah, want him shooting? Raleigh shooting? How would have to take Snell shoot threes? Shooting. Period. I, you know, I just want Raleigh going to the hole and trying to dunk on people. That's it. I think that's what's gonna happen. I'm all for it, man. I think he's. I think that's gonna happen. Just because he got the heart alone, man, I, I'm all I'm all for heart. I mean, I athletes. guess he could become PJ Tucker. I, I'm um, I'm I'm with all that. But my last one is a guy that I'm low on is Dante Divincenzo. I just I don't I know like he had a good combine. He's had good workouts. He's a freak of an athlete. He can shoot. But if he doesn't get on the right team, that will let him be him. I don't see him succeeding. I don't know what his mindset is. He's given given us such a small sample size of like a popcorn score that I just I don't know if he gets in the league and gets on a team where you know they're gonna try to contain him a tad and not just let him go wild and be what he was in the final four for Villanova and a couple games during the season where it was like, Oh wow, he's hot. Alright, we're just gonna roll with him. He was another guy that I wanted to see come back, go back to school to show me that, yeah, you can play point guard and run a team and be efficient at it and still score because I just – he's an enigma. I, I agree with you 100%. I'm not – I'm low on him. I just know he has somebody in his ear that's telling him that he's better than Tyler Johnson. Yeah, and I, and I can telling, see it, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I think he has the potential to be good. I just – I'm not high on him being a first-round pick like people are saying. And I know he has to have someone in his corner telling him, like, you're going to be a first-round pick. You need to leave now. So, I don't know. Carte, what do you think? I agree, man. Um, I feel like he was able to do what he think, the things he did at Villanova, being in the system. Uh, I don't know, man. Because if he ends up somewhere else, I'm low on him, very low. Not very low, but I'm low enough that I wouldn't draft him in the first round. Like, um, like I could see him becoming like a Jordan Clarkston type with a little bit more defensive smarts and a little more athleticism going towards the rim. I mean, but I could see him being like that type of popcorn six man scorer coming off the bench if he's in the right situation. Because if you just throw him on the okay, so just say now. You just clear your decks and just throw them on the Kings and just say, go. Hey, look, just go score. And he needs to fall for a team like Houston. Yeah, he needs to be in the right fit, like, like the right fit. We don't care what you shoot. It just needs to be a layup or a three. Let's run up and down. You're going to get open looks. You're going to have opportunities to attack the basket. Like He needs a team like that or like the Warriors. But if he ends up on a team like the Kings, that's bad. He could be a ne- the next Jimmer Fredette and be right out of the league and be really good overseas and always be that guy that's trying to break through and doesn't. I agree. So, No disagreements here. So that's high-low for us. All right, so that's all the time we have for this episode of NBA Draft Notes on the 3-Ball Podcast.
want to remind everybody to like us on iTunes and subscribe on Google Play. Also, don't forget to follow the Twitter page at 3ball underscore podcast for all your news and updates about the pod. Also, you can follow Derek at thecarte213. All right, guys, thanks for helping out and thanks for listening. Till next time.